Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to our show here at the best live radio spot on the net, Blog Talk Radio, where we can all sit down, relax, and conversate. Yes, yes, love, that's right. You can join us right here, right now, by calling this number, 347-215-8305. That's right, or by going into our chat room, and I promise we will try to respond to all of your questions and comments throughout our entire show. But, honey, let me say that, you know, when the conversation gets going, if, you know, if you guys experience a short delay, just know, bear with us and know that we will get to you. No question. We will do that. But I will have to say, babe, that today we are going to talk about remembering the time. Yeah. And that's right. And, honey, you know, let me ask you, do you remember when going to school was safe? Can you believe that nowadays it's not even safe? Wow. When you could, remember when, remember this, remember when you could get dropped off or you could even walk to the bus stop and catch your bus and it, it just seemed like a safer place to be. School now has turned into something crazy. Oh, most definitely. you got people there shooting guns, and you you want to send your kids to school, but then you think about, you know, is this going to be the day I'm going to get that phone call, and they're going to say, oh, some, you know, it was some fatalities, and you want to know is your kid's name on that list. So, you know, it's, it's just sad, you know, when you can remember back to the day when we all went to school, elementary, middle school, high school, and that was the furthest thing from your mind is that you might go to school and not return home because of a shooting, not because of, you get in trouble with the principal and you don't return home because you're afraid you're hiding at your best friend's house. <laughs> no question. Grades were about the biggest thing, and, and maybe a fight or two that you had to worry about. But now guns have taken it to a whole nother level, babe. whole nother level. But check this one out. I know you're going to remember this. Remember when calling your girl on the phone, your girlfriend or your boyfriend, it was the highlight of the day. Yeah, yeah, I I do remember that. And now, babe, you got to text them or email them. (laughs) Calling and talking well past bedtime is not considered what's going on. Actually, it's considered corny. What do you think is up with that? I just do not know what's up with that because we have a 14-year-old daughter. Everybody, you know her. Her name's Shani. And she text messages her friends and her cousins, and that's pretty much it. She doesn't have a boyfriend, but... You know, if she did, that would be the mode of operando. That would be the mode of communication. Talking on the phone is not considered cool anymore, but we used to fight, me and my sisters and brothers. <laughs> oh, no, it's my turn. I've got two hours tonight. I'll wash your dishes if you give me the hour and a half of your phone, you know, time. Okay. It's like bartering and stuff, and nowadays you text. I don't even know how to do that. Do you, babe? And, uh, LOL and all of those little things. Oh, LOL means laugh out loud. La- I know oh, that. my goodness. I've seen that for the first time and said, what is 
this. But uh, that, those, like you say, babe, those times are well, well in the past. But I, I personally think that I'm not a big phone person, but when I do feel like talking on the phone, that's fantastic. Uh, when I was on the road, I talked to my wife, and, and that's a different type of communication. Whereas that's today, right. when you text somebody, it's real cold. Like yeah. you got to text in capital letters to let them know that you're yelling at them and stuff like that. But, you know, it's funny because you're right. When you bring that up about how you would call, I miss that. I miss us talking on the phone because sometimes a phone conversation can get even more in-depth and detailed and intimate than sitting face-to-face with someone because you can, you know, really bring up things that you might be shy or or afraid or, you know, on the phone you could be like, what do you think about this and that and kick ideas around, huh? Yeah, and, and you got to learn how to describe something to a person because you're not right in front of them. And a lot of times people talk with their hands or even your yeah. body. You can show somebody what you're talking about. When you're on the phone, you got to be descriptive and tell them. And I would say texting that and all the email, that even takes that to a higher, higher <laughs> level. you got to figure out really how to explain something, make it crystal clear. That's right. Yeah, and... You know, text messaging is something else. But remember when roller skating was the end thing? You remember that back in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. King, come on. (laughs) Come on, you know you remember. No question. Skating was it. You remember the first time that we took Shani skating and we seen him in there on rollerblades. And I'm saying, what are you guys at at the skating rink doing on rollerblades? I'm I'm just not digging that one. That's for outside. But, you know, I guess you got to go with the times on that one. But skating was something that you would go home sweating. Oh, my God, you would go home sweating, and it's like, but it was fun because you could dance, and, you know, we was 13, 12, 11, and we thought we had serious problems, so we were skating <laughs> to the slow songs and making our expressions look like, oh, we're thinking about a long-lost love, oh and I remember all God. that stuff, hair blowing in the, you know, because you're skating so fast <laughs> that you go by, and, you know, all the, the, you know, Caucasian girls had the long hair, so oh, theirs God. would blow naturally with us. we press ours <laughs> or straighten it somehow, and then, oh, and don't let it drop down your shoulders and oh, blow when you skate, you was the this thing going. Did you have one of those glow sticks around your neck? Oh, yeah, the glow stick was the main thing. If I just had a glow stick, I wouldn't skate. And and then I would go up to the person at the skating counter when they rent you the skates and demand a new pair of skates. Demand, tell you them don't them put your feet if they them, refused. Do you want to put them in them funky shoes? No. Oh, man. And now, you guys, guess what, everybody out there, and I see all the callers on the line just chilling. You can jump in at any time. I have a pair of skates, and we're actually downsizing for the summer, and my husband put a pair of skates in the back of one of our trucks, and I said, wait a minute, those are my roller skates. And he's uh-huh. like, oh, no, honey, you can't fit those. And I'm like, oh, they're our daughters. You're right. <laughs> Mine must be in the garage still. Because be I still there. love skating. Out there skating in the courtyard. I'm already seeing you skating around <laughs> on, on four wheels. We just need to put some lights on the bottom of them, and, and you'll be having it. I That's got one right. for you, though, babe. What? What about when, when sports heroes and the such weren't, you know, they worked out instead of using steroids and all these different type of things. What about that? I would have to say I do remember when you never really heard that. You would hear highlights of sports players and icons, and it wasn't about steroids. Nowadays, every time they're talking about an icon, it's related somehow to this person said that or, you know, I, yeah. I just really wish you would go back to naturalness and you know, I don't really understand the whole steroid thing. What does that do for a person? Maybe. Well, I would have to say the steroids ultimately helps you 
go through more pain, I guess, if you want to say. So it, it helps you get stronger, helps you get bigger, and all these different things. And what it's done, especially in baseball, is it's tarnished so many of the records and the different things that it didn't mean much for so long. Roger Maris had 61 home runs, and no one ever came close to it, maybe 40, maybe 45. And in that one year, they just busted on the scene, and they were 70 or 80. And I think that that's really when the steroid issue got brought up. And it just has went through the roof, and now everybody's tattletaling on each other and what have you. But ultimately, I think that down the line, there's going to be some sort of steroids or what I'll call them body enhancers, things that help your body to improve. Mm. But at this point, I think that, you know, the way that steroids came onto the scene has just been a crazy, crazy thing. But you look at your, your Jerry West, and you look at all these different players from the old school, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, who they were just talented, Iceman George Gervin, and they could just score and play basketball all day, and that's how they stayed in shape. And I'm not saying that lifting weights doesn't have a place, but there was a time when it was just all about skill. Oh, my God. And and you know what, honey? You're right. And I know I watched you for 12 years, 14 years, 13 years. Never, you know, everything was natural. The screaming, the hollering, the (laughs) triumphs, the failures, you know, and the failures meaning the games we didn't win, but it was always that real essence of I'm a true athlete and I'm going out and giving it my best. And I can honestly say that it it was a true honor to watch, and and I'm excited and looking forward to seeing it again. And our son and our daughter got to experience that and know that you're not involved in that thing. And, you know, one person that I happen to really believe in, and you know who that is, and that's Barry Bonds. And, you know, we know him personally, and I really hope that that's all is put behind him because I really truly believe he's a talented athlete. What do you think? Oh, man, I mean, everyone's watched Barry Bonds from the time that he's came in to where he is at today, and we know that truly he is just a special talent. And uh, like you said, hopefully that gets put behind him because uh, with, without, whatever, I think that he he was going to come close to, if not breaking quite a few records, regardless of the case, no question. Barry, hats off. Oh, most definitely hats off to Barry. And check this out. Do you remember when going to the clubs, you know, dancing, (laughs) shaking a leg was safe? Remember that? Uh Nowadays you might get locked in and burnt up in a fire or they're throwing bombs in the clubs. And, you know, with so much violence and stuff going on now, I look back and I feel for this new generation that's going to try to go out and have a little fun dance. And that was the highlight, you know. Ooh, Saturday's here. Let's get our $10 together for the club. And, you know, even if you had to walk to the club, you would look at in your favorite clothes, yeah. and you go down there, and you know, you might yeah. meet Mr. or Miss Wright. That's right. You can't do that nowadays. It, it, that is so crazy. It was like, you know, the worst thing that you might get into back in the day then was yeah. a fight, and you would live to see another day. Now they are shooting. It's not safe, like you said, about burning up. There's mm-hmm. one way in and one way out, and it's just a, it's a crazy, crazy life out there. We need try to go to those times that was fun and just have a good time with it instead of all this nonsense. No That's question. right. That's right. Maybe we should think about maybe opening a safe club, but, you know, you'd have to open one in every city so everyone could enjoy it. So Right. We don't have that kind of money, so we just might as well forget that. But we can remember. No question about it. I, I got one for you, baby. Remember when sugar was called sugar and now it's called fructose and glucose and a whole bunch of closes that I don't know anything <laughs> about. I read the back of the box and say, oh, my goodness. And you know why I think that's so? I think that's so because this is becoming a society which is way more health conscious. And that's because parents are tired of their kids being obese. People are tired of going to the store and buying this stuff. Yeah, it tastes good, but, you know, what tastes good may not be good for you. And everyone's starting to become more health conscious because we're seeing that, yeah, they got American marked as the number one 
country for obesity. Yeah. So that's probably why they're doing that. But you're right, just some good sugar. I used to put sugar on my toast. <laughs> I used to make the toast, put the butter, dip the sugar in the, with the bread. My mom would go off oh. because there would be butter stains and bread stains in there, but... And just sit there and eat it. Oh, now listen to this. When you say that, it makes the back of my neck where my jaw is, it hurts because (laughs) I would take some Wonder Bread, had to be Wonder Bread and soft, put some butter on it, and then just sprinkle sugar all over the top. And it was so much sugar that when I would bite down, it would like crunch like, and it just, I feel it in the back of my neck. It's just like, oh my God, I'd eat three or four of them sugar sandwiches and just be (laughs) off the hook. Now, see, that's something. Or or you lick your finger. You know, we ain't going to tell our parents about this. And you go in there and open that five-pound bag that that's keeps wrong. Of sugar. That's and so you dip wrong. it in there, and then you just suck it. It's, if you couldn't get uh, candy, it was like, okay, you ain't going to buy me no candy, Mom. I got some. So wrong. And then everybody's, I'm right. I'm being real. <laughs> everybody's going behind you and getting little traces of your well, saliva. Well, that spit. time, see, look, that takes us back to remember when <sighs> health was, you know, Everybody was pretty much healthy. Yeah. AIDS, you know, we're running into a lot of things that's going on. And speaking about that, you know, remember when AIDS was just, you know, something that was out there in the world that we hadn't experienced yet, you know, and that's on a more somber note. But remember, and now that we are experiencing that, I want to take this time out real quick, honey, to let everybody know, go to our website, infinitelove.com, infinitelovefoundation.com, excuse me, and find out more information. Connect up with the CDC and go get all the information you can get and tell a friend. And if that friend, you you explain to them to tell a friend, if everybody tells someone, it'll act like a spider and it'll get around the country and everyone will start taking this disease way more serious and we can try and stop it because we can win. We're human beings. We're smart. We're technologically advanced. And we can do this if we put as much effort into that as we do into letting our friends know what the latest sports scores was or the latest club to go to. Let's tell them what the latest statistics is on HIV and AIDS and how important it is to let everyone know that even if there is a person you know or have contact with that has it, don't treat them any different. Understand it's just like cancer and anything else. They have contracted a disease. They are still human beings. They are still our friend, our family, someone's nephew, niece, cousin, grandma, mother, sister, friend, treat them as such and try to help them to understand better that they, they, you know, they have contracted a disease that maybe we don't have, but they're no different than us. And if you can help them by saying a comforting and kind word, do that. Please, please do that. Well said, baby, by the way. I got another one for you, though. Remember when the 4th of July and fireworks was allowed in the city limits? I do remember that, and I do remember that I'm the one who's supposed to say that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm having a good time, y'all, with my husband. I love him so much. He's he's just sitting here, and I have a little bit of wine in my glass. Oh. On this Saturday at 5 o'clock, we enjoying ourselves. But I do remember, you know, now the 4th of July, you can't buy fireworks and light them in the city. But do you notice we hear it anyway? Oh, no question. You know they lighting up the sky, and the police is running all around trying to find who blew it off. But now you got to go to the Indian Reservation to get it up here. Oh, can they light them there? Uh, you go to the Indian Reservation, and the funny thing is you go in the Indian Reservation, and now the police is sitting outside waiting for you. And if they pull you over and catch you in the car, they give you a ticket. You're kidding me. Oh, no question. They be up there waiting because you're getting M-80s and half a sticks of dynamite and all types. <laughs> <laughs> and when the M-80s light off, you don't know oh, if that's a gunshot, a bomb. Oh, my goodness. I've done some bad things with M-80s, y'all, but that was way back in the day. So we're going to leave that alone and move on. <laughs> Tell me this, babe. Do you remember when drinking water was safe and you could drink it out of the hose or the faucet? Oh, you my. could just put your mouth down and just, oh, 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 oh. 
just tell you was full? Let me tell you, we used to take the cups, the plastic cups, go outside, turn the water hose on, fill up our cups, like 10 of them, uh-huh. and it was like juice. You could just drink it. The people that had enough money in the neighborhood to buy some Kool-Aid would mix in Kool-Aid. Another person would buy the five-pound bag of sugar. they pour half of that in the cup, yeah, and they sit there and drink it. <laughs> Nowadays, if you do that, you might be drinking a, a germ or bacteria, uh, all kinds of things. It's kind of sad. Now we buy bottled water, huh? And you remember when, when bottled water first came out, I was like, <laughs> I'm not that? buying no water in a bottle. Can you, you know you could go right over to the faucet and get okay. you yours? What is wrong with people? But man, nowadays they, they're saying that there's so much crazy stuff in water, from growth hormones to all types of different medicines and different things that you really, really have to be careful. And if you are drinking your water at home, make sure that you at least put a filter on it. If you don't, cook it on the stove, Get try to get everything that you can out, bring it to a boil, and then put it in the refrigerator. Do something to protect yourself, though, definitely. Well, check this one out. I got one for everybody out there. Remember when a woman's curves was accepted, even if she wasn't a size 2. Remember that, honey? You would did know. You, did you say when a woman's <laughs> nerves were? Curve. Curve. C-U-R-V-E-S. Like curves. That means curves. 36, curvature. 24, 36. <laughs> okay. a brick house. Remember that? <laughs> She's a brick. <laughs> That's right. You didn't have to be a size 2. It was yeah. something that was that was looked upon well. Well, I still look upon yours well. So, <laughs> hey, well, see, make it, it happen. Hint, you guys, he's talking about my curves, but I do remember the day when, and women out there, you know what, don't even worry about it. You know, you can still be a, what, what, what was it, 38? What was it? What was your, your 36, favorite? 36, 24, 36. <laughs> Ow. It, it, it's okay, y'all. Looky here, baby. I got one more for you. Do you remember when winter, spring, summer, and fall used to come on time? And no. and they didn't overlap, and, and it wasn't summertime in the winter and winter in the springtime and springtime in the fall. <laughs> it's just so mixed up now. You don't know whether to wear shorts outside. <laughs> what is going on? Did you see it snow yesterday, you guys? Oh, man, it snowed yesterday in Seattle, y'all, and my son is going crazy. He thinks it's Christmas time, and then today the sun's out, and he's like, let's go outside. And I'm like, man, do you know how cold it is outside? It looks sunny, but it is not sunny. It is not sunny at all, and you know, <laughs> I, I just have to laugh because it did pour down snowing in the middle of of uh, what is this? This would be April. Yeah, we got snow in Seattle. It's just but, about you know, springtime. <laughs> remember, with being nice to your neighbor, just to be nice was the norm, and the ice cream trucks blaring, anthem coming down the street, and you would run like a hundred miles an hour to your parents Woo! so you could get money to buy Woo-hoo! your favorite cone. You know, and remember when being in America felt safe. And the only thing we worried about was what to do on the weekends with our friends. You guys remember that? Oh, yeah. I see a lot of callers on the line. Go ahead and jump in if you want to. I'm going to unmute everybody. We kind of had it muted for a minute. So I'm going to unmute you, and you can jump right in um, anytime you want okay, to. Okay, maybe I can ask these people. What do you guys talk about on your show? How far do you get? Is this a church show? He said, is this the church show, honey? No, I didn't hear his question. Yeah, he said, what do you guys talk about church? We talk about a little bit of everything, and right now we're remembering the times. And um, you can jump right back in if you want to. And, I mean, do you remember when you wouldn't have to have reminded people of all this, baby? Oh, we remember, definitely. And God bless all y'all. All y'all, definitely. And, and, you know, email us. Tell us about some of the times that you remember, and uh, we'll go from there. We'll jump right in the hot topics real quick, and I will talk about the mother 
that found her lost child. Can you believe this on my Get out of here. Yeah, he was in South Korea, of all places. The father had taken him, and she got a tip on MySpace, flew there, and freed her son. I thought that I heard you say that, and I thought I was sleeping. That's for real? Yes, that's that's absolutely for real. Is that oh, amazing or not? He needs his butt whooped bad. <laughs> Do you hear me? It's but the good thing is that she did find her son. Yes, and then is. let me tell you about this one. Yahoo is laying off a bunch of workers, everybody out there that's not aware. Yahoo. So they're one of like the biggest technology companies uh, on the web, and they are laying off workers due to this recession we're in. No question. Wow, Yahoo. You yeah. you wouldn't think that, but man, the times are crazy. I got one for you, baby. Chris Weber, one of our dear, dear friends who we love very much, is retiring from the game of basketball. And we will definitely miss Webb out there, and I know that the fans and the game are going to miss him for sure. Oh, for sure, baby, definitely. No question. Webb did so much for the game from uh, Michigan days of getting kids wearing baggy shorts to bringing the Sacramento Kings to, uh, I would say, dominance in the NBA. And uh, I I just wish him all the best uh, after basketball, no question. Oh, most definitely. What about, I got another one for you. Our daughter Shani, y'all, is coming out with a second single. It's going to be a hit. I'm telling you, you better check in now. It's called Planet Disco for any I'm gonna say that again planet disco so please stay tuned for more on this awesome breaking news oh most definitely you guys and then we'll jump right into Walmart is under fire what they did is they're suing to get back some money um, their insurance carrier they paid for a woman that happened to be working for Walmart at the time she was hit by a truck in her car and she was left medically brain dead and she sued they ended up paying her four hundred and seventy thousand dollars and you know for her injuries. Well, Walmart's insurance company decided that they have a clause inside of the contract, and they decided they want their money back now because they figured, well, she won the lawsuit, so now we want it. But her medical care came to 432000 so they would leave this woman defenseless and broke if they take it. And seeing as how they made, what was it, $80 billion? $80 billion. So they're going to get $80 billion and 400000 Wow, isn't yes, that definitely. big? So hopefully they won't take it from her, but that's a hot topic that we are following in the news and we really hope that it's a good outcome for this poor lady. And, babe, what about this one? Another co-ed is found murdered with her three-year-old son sitting right next to her. I would have to say our prayers go out to that family and the little boy that's never going to get to see Mommy again in this life, unfortunately. Oh, most definitely, and that's another college person. I don't know what it is with these colleges and all this violence, but hopefully, you know, if people are out there and they're listening to our show and they are thinking about going and committing some kind of massacre or murder, please don't do it. There's other options and answers, and you could talk to somebody, but, you know, these people's lives are important to them. They're someone's child, friend, mother, daughter, sister. You know, it's really just not that serious, so please don't do that. And, um... We want you to join us anytime by calling us here at 347-215-8305. Or where can they go, honey? They can go to the chat room and chat with the fella anytime you want. Check us out. Please do. We're going to try to get to everybody if we can. Again, that's 347-215-8305. And in the background, I am hearing some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful music. Basketball is my and we will be welcoming back to the show the one and only Wizzle. Talk to me. What's happening out there, Wizzle? 
Hey, what's happening with you? How are y'all doing out there? I hope everybody's enjoying this college basketball and everything we got going on in sports. It looks like it's a busy day, busy weekend. No question, Whistle. I, I want to talk about, first and foremost, you started with college basketball, so we're going to stay right on point. I want to talk about Cinderella and Davidson, and that is like David uh, versus Goliath, Davidson, that advances to the Elite Eight. What do you think about Davidson? Well, you got to give the little guy a lot of credit. Uh, Curry Powder, what can I say? <laughs> he looks good. He's hot. Uh, he's got a nice shot. He really, really plays under control, and, and, and teams that have been taking him lightly, um, they're at home watching Davidson now. No question. For those of you who don't know, Davidson is a, is a small college in North Carolina, and the player that the Wizard is speaking about is Stephon Curry, and he is the son of NBA star who has since retired, Dale Curry, a sharpshooter, and his son is definitely taken up in his footsteps. And I'll have to say, Wizzle, that I, I haven't seen a player – play with such confidence and now being he is only a sophomore but poised confidence and I mean he can flat out shoot the ball well uh, the, the way he plays it, it looks like um like he was obviously schooled and, and and taught the right things which is you know to have fun it definitely looks like he has fun while he's out there um to work on your skills and and with that it looks like he's comfortable enough to do whatever it is that the game uh, needs for him to do, uh, be it um, get a jumper off uh, from catch-and-shoot type of situation or maybe dribbling a little bit, creating, and then uh, attacking the bucket. So um, it looks like he's been schooled well, and I think the coach has got a, got a, heck, of a, a heck of a kid on his team. No question, and, and I would have to say that, that you hit it on the head again because you said coaches, and I watched one of his interviews, and it was so refreshing because when they asked him about his performance, he talked about his teammates, he talked about how the team played, what the team was going to need to do, and the fact that when he gets open, obviously that's what he does for the team, and you can see that that's why they're where they're at is because they are a team first and foremost. Oh, without a doubt, and, um, and with the team, um, there comes respect, and there comes uh, you know a lot of things that you have with your relationships with friends. There's the alpha male, and there's the leaders, and there's the people who are better at following, and so forth. And I, I'm willing to bet you that the first day in practice, everybody knew who the man was, who who could shoot the ball, and what he could do, because they completely play like we know who we can get the ball to, and we got a chance <laughs> to play with them. So, I mean, but, hey, I give I give the kid all the credit, and he's not he's not a uh, uh, fool of himself. Obviously, you've heard his remarks, and he speaks highly of his team because they do they defer to him when when need be. And and I can't I haven't thought of another situation where I've seen a player or a team comfortable enough to get their player off. I mean, you can look at the teams that I really really like UCLA, but it just seems they'll that they can't get him off. He works so much more, you know, just through the game, and I, yeah. I just think of where they are now, and if they were, you know, what if they were to, to, to really use love as the first option, we'll go inside, he's got to get double teamed, we'll dump it out, and we can, you know, that's how that's how the game starts from the defense chasing the offense, so um, that's something that I kept my eyes open on, and I and there's times in spurts where I really don't like UCLA, but um, I really, I'm going with them, that's my team, and uh, again, I, I really like the way that they defer to the young fellow, he's got a quick touch, 
and uh, he's really, really comfortable. He's got good footwork and good feet. So uh, keep your keep your eyes on your feet, on his feet, not on your feet. Keep your eyes on his feet as you watch him move around the court the way he sets himself up. It's really something that uh, actually every kid should take uh, take a hold of. No question. Well, speaking about the Elite Eight, UCLA, I know they're playing right now, but let's let's talk about the Elite Eight, and why don't you give me your picks? we got North Carolina and Louisville. Who you got in that one? That's going to be a tough game in Slater this evening. And um, I know UNC is, you know, they're obviously a powerhouse and it's a really tough school, but I'm going to go a little bit biased on this one because we've got some alumni playing against UNC, so I'm going Louisville. Come on, cards. You know how we do it. Terrence Williams, Rainier Beach, we're about to represent. We represent all the way. No, let me not get too hood. That's just real business. I'm rooting for the folk. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. I'm going to take them, too, and I'm definitely going to root for them. I think that uh, it's it's far out. But one thing that I will say about Rick Pitino teams is they set the tempo, and they make you play the way that they want to make you play. Now, what goes against that a little bit is the fact that you, uh, North Carolina can play that way. So it's going to be an entertaining game, and uh, I hope that you uh, Louisville wins that one. Who, who do you got with UCLA and Xavier? I know you're getting a little tip because you can watch the game, but uh, I already know who you're going to pick, but who you got? Well, I, I, I've had UCLA picked in that one. I think, uh, obviously, uh, Xavier is a deserving team. They've had a great season, but, you know, the cream continues to rise. And so, uh, you know, they're good, but the finer stuff is going to rise. So I believe that UCLA will move on in this one. Okay. And I won't look at the score right now, but... Uh, at halftime, they were up by the dub. So there you go. <laughs> what do you got with Davidson and Kansas? Now this is a really, really good one too. That's going to be a great contest, and I, you know, I think this is where the little guy's his luck his runs out. And I and I only say that because of a couple of things. First of all, the senior leadership that Kansas has, um, the experience along with the leadership, mm-hmm. and they just really, really emphasize what, I mean, when we talk about the best teams that are playing, yeah. they're definitely one of the best teams. They share the ball, and, and it looks like everybody's the same number. That's so, right. I mean, that, I think that they're going to they're gonna pull this one off, but don't look for the guy to go out, you know, hey, I, I still look for him to have like about 35 or 40 points in this game. Woo! Everybody, watch that one. Davidson versus Kansas. Whistle picks Kansas. And last but not least, we have Texas versus Memphis. Woo! I've watched uh, Memphis a little bit. Um, I've been watching Texas, and I really like Texas' young guards. But I just think that Memphis as a whole is, again, we talk about teams that are having fun and they're running and throwing the ball around. Everybody knows where each other is going to be, and, I think it's going to be one of the situations where you're going to see uh, Memphis move forward. And obviously, they're in that class of teams that we're referring to, and not just team and the teams that are playing. We're talking about like the elite teams. So what we're looking at would be UCLA, Kansas, come on, Louisville, and Memphis. There so, and I go. think that really personifies what good teams, good coaching, leadership, and they've all got star players, and they play real well together. So I, I think that's what we're going to be looking at. I, I agree with you on, on every pick. The one that I know we're going with our hearts is Louisville, but 
Uh, those Tar Heels are going to be tough, so we're going to have to keep our eye on that one, no question. So right now, everybody, we're looking at a Louisville, UCLA, Kansas, Memphis, Final Four. Stay tuned and see if the whistle was on the money. I oh. say Kansas going to win. Oh, that's a, that's a good pick. So everybody, uh, you heard my wife. She's she's a, a Jayhawk fan. Rock shock, Jayhawk. We will see. Now let's let's talk a little bit NBA, and we're going to talk about the Western Conference. With we got roughly, I would say, ten games left or so. You got Dallas, Golden State, and Denver. Three teams, two spots. Who's in? Who's out? Well, Luke's talking about uh, another unfortunate injury, I believe. Um, I really believe the injury to Dallas is going to really, really affect them more than, than people say. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's so really tough for you know an injury to occur when it did and to who it did, but I think that the loss of his 26, 27 points is really, really going to hurt them. And aside from that, the, the way that he scores and the outside and the the, the fact that you got a double team, I just think that they put it puts too much pressure on, you know, other people on their team who never really had to endure that type of pressure. So um, I look for the players, uh, you know, obviously the guns step up to and Jason Terry, uh, obviously Jason Kidd will be playing better, and of course Josh Howard, and but they're going to need, I mean, actually a miracle. I mean, because I mean, unless they can get Devin George and, and Stackhouse to both come out with about twenty five points between the both of them, I can't see it happening, and I. And every other team is surging, and they're playing well. So, yes, I agree with you. There's some there's some big matchups. I believe Golden State meets Denver on tonight, and then they play Dallas tomorrow. So that is going to be a big weekend for them. But I, I would have to agree with you. I think Golden State really plays team basketball more than anybody out there. They move the ball. Doesn't matter who you are. Denver looks to be finally finding their stride. So uh, before both of them, I, I see Denver getting into the playoffs. And I see Dallas on the outside looking in. So that's going to be real interesting. And I don't think we're going to have a happy camper in Mark Cuban if that happens. Well, and I, I think there's, um, there will definitely be some words exchanged uh, in this off season about some of the decisions that have been made. But uh, on another note, what about the, just how tough the West is? Just to give you an idea, Kobe uh, goes for 50-something points and you lose against Memphis? Wow, I Talk saw that. I believe it was 53, and that's a big number and a loss. No question. That's two losses in a row for them. So we'll see. Um, I mean, I, I really believe in at, at this point, those type of things, and I know this is going to be leading into another part of your discussion, really, <laughs> really uh, uh, jays people's minds as far as MVP candidate because you don't go out there and put up 53 and lose, baby. And you are so, so correct because the next thing I wanted to talk about was MVP. And, and obviously you got Kobe Bryant, you got LeBron James, you got KG, and you got Chris Paul. Who? What are you thinking? And, and definitely tell us about that Kobe thing because you're correct. 53 and a loss, you, these are the times when you got to win. Um, you know, you, we get, again, the competition is so stiff and – it's honestly a toss-up. I remember years ago where they had co-MVPs, and they could have honestly, you know, two weeks ago maybe split it up between Chris Paul, LeBron, and Kobe. Mm-hmm. And, but now it looks like Boston is finding their stride, so you got to move KG to the forefront because his team is, you know, they solidified a playoff spot. And, I mean, uh, I don't know what to say. After that, it's, it, it becomes a toss-up again. 
Well, well, so I'm looking you, heavily at KG, and then um, uh, I can give Chris. Chris Paul could be, you know, uh, he had a, a, a great year, and he was super, super valuable to their team. But I think in the end, it looks like KG is is really showing what it's all about. His team rallies around him, and the spirit and the fire that he plays with, and everybody plays that way. And it, it, I mean, it really, really looks like he's going to do it. No, no question. I wanted to ask you about KG because he, he was out, and they didn't dip too much when he was out. And I think one of the big reasons is Paul Pierce. And does he get any discussion? Do you give a, a KG and a Paul Pierce that? Or do you also add in the other shooter in that? Because there's a big three there. There's not just a big two. What, what do you think about that? Well, without a doubt, and I, I again, Paul Pierce has been wonderful, and us on the West Coast probably haven't got to see his game as much as we like to. I mean, other than being at Kansas, um, we know that he he can really go. Uh, if you look at him and look at his body, it wouldn't look like he could do some of the things he'd do to you, but it is for real. The man can seriously go. But again, when you look at the Boston Celtics and you look at what they've been able to do, Paul Pierce really isn't doing anything different. Yeah, he's been he's been busting people's A's for years. Yeah, you know. So right now, again, when you get when KG came to their first practice in that Celtics gear, the pecking order was established. We're going to play D. We're going to play with fire. And if not, I'm going to fight somebody in here. And that's <laughs> the way that everybody plays. I mean, they really play with fire. You can even Paul will get up in somebody's and pull his shorts up and get down in for his little defensive stance. So again, I think really KG is. The fuel for their fire and uh, uh, a huge part of their success out there. So, are, are you going with him uh, right now? Just kind of looking at it, uh, KG for MVP. Um, uh, if you ask me right now, KG MVP. You got it. Okay, next. How about Coach of the Year? Give me, give me three candidates. Uh, I'm going to give you three candidates first. Now you might add in a couple extra, but you got Byron Scott in New Orleans. You got Mo Cheeks in Philly, and then you kind of got to add in Phil Jackson with Kobe because they weren't really supposed to do anything. So, so who do you got out of those three, and any more that you got? Well, I really, really like those guys. Um, out of those three, I would, I think it's time for Byron Scott. Um, he's been doing a heck of a job out here. He hasn't complained about talent that he hasn't had or complained about why things aren't working, the, you know, the way that they're supposed to. He's endured the situation down there with, with Katrina, um, just the whole rebuilding process with their team and putting a viable product out on the court. i got to give him full credit. And, and just, you know, obviously you got a lot, a lot of luck in getting a player like Chris Paul, but I just really believe that they couldn't have a better leader there to put that whole thing together. But let me throw one more coach into the mix, and it seems like the Utah Jazz have been flying under the radar again. But, go. hey, people, they're right up there at the top of the list, and they won't have to worry about if, you know, I don't think they have to worry about positioning because I think they're prepared to play whoever. So, uh, Jerry Sloan, I'd give you a nod, too, because you get some credit. I've always admired uh, your structure, your uh, the way that the no-tolerance policy that you have with star players. I really, really enjoy that because things have to be done the right way, and everyone needs to be held accountable. So I have to throw him in there as well. 
No question. I, I would have to agree with you. Byron Scott, uh, with all that they face down there, has put together one heck of a, a ball club. They've even made a trade, and they didn't seem to dip at all. And then you, you say Jerry Sloan, and that's one that I definitely forgot about because for so many years you think that you lose a stock and you lose them alone. Well, you're going to be at the bottom of the barrel like we see with so many NBA teams when something like that happens. Uh, Chicago with Michael Jordan, the Lakers before Kobe and Shaq. Boston Celtics with Larry Bird, but Jerry Sloan keeps them trucking. So uh, I would have to say out of those, Jerry Sloan would have to be right there, especially as tough as the West is. They are right there at the top of the barrel again. Without a doubt, and looking at 50 wins. So that's, that's a pretty good year. It's a successful year for a coach um, in any, uh, at any rate. So. I got a question for you, Wizzle, and this is more hometown question. And I was reading the paper today, and it looks like the Sonics are all but gone out of the city of Seattle, which is going to be a very sad thing for for basketball people in the winter time. But who's to blame on that whole thing? What, what do you think about that? If there's anybody to blame? Well, I've got a couple different theories on that. Would you like me to share them with you? I definitely would. Please do that. Well, awesome. First and foremost, I I believe that. There might have been some type of deal um, with the earlier previous, previous uh, ownership, previous ownership, which is uh, Howard Schultz of the Starbucks coffee fame. And I believe that uh, I, I think that there was some type of deal, maybe with him buying a team, because you, not anybody can just come buy a team, correct? Correct. All right. So you have to be in the the, the right light to buy the team. You got to be on the right team to be able to buy a team, aside from have the cash and have the have the means. So I think that there was some type of deal in place where he was maybe supposed to put something together that was supposed to be uh, a, a selling point, a keeping point, if you will, for David Stern, for Commissioner Stern. And I don't think that anything has been done. Obviously, we've been, uh, you've been playing in the league for, you know, you put your 14, 15 years in, and you've been a, a key arena. We've been a Seattle Stamp Center arena, which has been the same thing. I remember in the... Well, the 88-89 dunk contest, Michael Jordan All-Star Game, the whole works, and it was the same arena that Key Arena is now. So I think that there was some type of deal where you got to get us, you got to give us a better place to play. Um, you look down in Portland, they had the the Coliseum or whatever you had, and right next to it now you have the Rose Garden, it's a hotel, and you've got parking, you've got it, and you can accommodate, you know, the type of uh, you're generating the type of look that you want for the business. So I don't think that, that that's something that's never been addressed. And I think that Clay, Clay Bennett got in on it at the right time. And I think that they're going to get a place in Oklahoma for him. Now, I think the, bon- the bonus part is he said he was willing to leave the Seattle name and the heritage as far as the Sonics and the heritage with us. So maybe we'll have to wait for Memphis to get loose or something. I don't know. Now, now, do you think that you should be able to buy a team and move it so quickly? I mean, you just come in, you buy it, oh, things aren't working out, sorry, I'm out of here, or what, what do you think about that? Again, we're, I think everybody's pretty bright, I think, for the most part. Information is all in our face, and that's the only thing I can look at. I mean, if, if that choice was made, and it, it, I mean, you look about the fiasco that went down with the Seahawks uh, years ago, uh, when they were got ready, they actually had their trucks, had every, all the equipment and trucks moving to LA. And then, you know, something, and then it went down and they were bought back, and so they brought everything back. My point is that there was something not done 
with the Seattle organization that I believe that was supposed to be promised, not to Seattle but to the NBA, that was never taken care of by ownerships. That's those back dealings, Wizzle. We're going to have to watch out for them. Wizzle, we want to thank you again, as always, with a beautiful insight into the world of sports. Thank you not very a problem. much, sir. Not a problem. It's not a problem. Read between the lines. And Jackie, eat Armin Roca. <laughs> He's talking about my favorite candy, you guys. And then we'll move right into fashion. And I have a fashion tip for you, and that's costume jewelry. If you're a fine jewelry lover like myself, you can still look great in some awesome costume pieces. And I'll tell you, the favorite place of mine to go is Nordstrom's. They have some awesome stuff. You don't always have to wear your favorite bling out. You know, mm-hmm. it's dangerous nowadays, you guys. That's so right. go out and pick some of that nice costume jewelry, and you can still look great. And then um, we also have another tip, and that is handbags. And I could go on and on about these. They are truly the finishing pieces of a woman's outfit, but you do not have to spend $500. And, you know, I wanted to make what? this point. <laughs> I wanted to make this point very very um known that you can get you know nice handbags pretty much anywhere you uh, a nice tip place to go is bluefly.com that's b-l-u-e-f-l-y.com go on there look in the women's handbags i think you will be very very pleasantly surprised you can get some designer handbags for a fraction of the cost no question and for the men out there i just want you to know that the the name blue five means that you're going to feel sad as you watch your money fly away. <laughs> no, okay. And for the men's fashion tips, I want everybody to go out there and get themselves some sunglasses. Not only is it summertime, the sun is going to be out, but sunglasses are something that you definitely, definitely need. Now, you can go to anywhere from 7-Eleven, get them for a buck ninety-nine, and I'm telling you, you can find some sharp ones there. Or you can also get your Roberto Cavalli's, your Prada, or you can get your Gucci on and you might be paying upwards of $199 to $300. That's going to be your choice, no question about it. Nobody can't afford that. Well, hey, go to 7-Eleven. They got some beautiful (laughs) ones there. I picked up a few myself. And my other tip is going to be linen. It's about summertime, and as summer approaches, you can always get yourself a nice piece of breathable linen for either a shirt or shorts. And you're going to feel oh so good because the the wind just blows right through you. The sun doesn't fry you, and you don't start sweating. So everybody, check out some linen if you can. Too. Where would you suggest they go, like, for if they want, like, a linen handbag? Is there any hot places for that? Uh, I haven't seen a linen handbag before, <laughs> and we could make one and let everybody know that they can get it on JackieChristie.com. And, uh Hey, we can make it five hundred bucks because you said that. I'm just playing, everybody. Ours, mm-hmm. ours would be nice and low, and we would get it so that the people would enjoy it. Linen handbag, that is very interesting. Let your money breathe instead of yourself. <laughs> I like that. And you know what? We're welcome back to our favorite part of the show. Yes, it is. And what is that, babe? That would be love and romance. And you know that. That's the the part that what we want to talk about today is we want to give you guys some key points on having a long-lasting and fulfilling relationship. And I'll let my husband start with those. No question. I I would say uh, one of the points, and I would say the key point, 
to a long-lasting, there's a couple of them, but one of the keys is monogamy. And I, I would say that being faithful and monogamous with the person that you love and they know and you know that it's just you two, don't oh have any outside influences, that is where it's at. Monogamy is top in the list. What do you think about that? I would definitely have to agree with my husband. Monogamy is important not only because it's a healthier relationship mentally because no one wants to feel like you're sharing your relationship with others, it's also physically, you know, a safer way to go and the best way to go. And there again, it ties back into HIV and AIDS and other sexually transmitted diseases and stuff that's out there. When you're not monogamous, you're putting your life and your health at risk. So monogamy is number one on our list for having a long-lasting, fulfilling relationship. And and I would say that all these kind of tie in together because number two is commitment, That's and right. commitment is big because as monogamy goes, I guess so does commitment because to be committed, you are in a committed relationship, and you are giving that person your all and letting them know that I love you, you can depend on me, and I'm going to be here for you, and that is something special that you really don't see these days. So what do you got to say on commitment, babe, because that's big. I would say commitment is it's huge. It's the backbone and the foundation of our relationship. It is definitely, you know, right there in the middle of what we stand for. Commitment is extremely important. No question. I would say, up first and foremost, if you're going to be in a relationship, there are a few things that you have to do. Uh, once you get involved, monogamy obviously is uh, at the top of the list, but being committed to that relationship because so many things come along that try to deter you from That's that, right. that you have to be committed and know that this is what I'm doing, and then your mate knows that, and then they can have that feeling and that trust, and everything begins to really flow and grow uh, as your relationship builds. Oh, most definitely, honey. And I would also have to say the next one would be honesty. And my thoughts on honesty is be honest about everything you do because honesty is extremely important. And don't just be honest. If the person says, honey, am I looking kind of, you know, fat today? (laughs) Go ahead and be honest and tell them, yes, you are. You look a little swole, girl. You need to go ahead and do your thing. Or, guy, (laughs) hey, do I, you know, sometimes you don't want to tell the person. But you know what? That is what ultimately that you love about somebody is the honesty. And what, you know, that old saying, honesty. Honesty is the best policy. It truly is because once you lie, you got to tell five million to to get out of the one. Not too hungry. No question. You got to stay faithful and and uh, and honesty. I think is going to be at the forefront for a lot of people out there inside of their relationships. And also that uh, they, like I said, they lead one into the other. When you're honest, your mate is going to respect you, which is another big one that that we didn't even cover today. But honesty is definitely big, babe. I would have to say that, too. And and I want to go back to a little bit about what we talked about earlier, and that was remembering the times. And I just wanted to say that, you know, honey, do you remember when because you were a good person and treating somebody better? Remember I spoke about that earlier? Mm-hmm. Remember that? You were considered a hero of sorts at that time. And I want to end the show kind of on the note of, you know, Still, go out and do good things. Reach out to your neighbor, you know. Be a good person because even if nowadays the world isn't embracing good, you can still do good, and and we all win that way, wouldn't you say? I would definitely say so. I I think that that is a big point. I'm glad that you came back to it because uh, when you think about it, a lot of the times, and I talk to our children because you know kids, and and when they – 
brother sister love each other dearly but fight like cats and dogs sometimes and the brother tries to mess around with her and she doesn't want it and then she messes around with him but that is what it is all about you i I try to tell him look guys you guys work together you work through it and you guys can do it and they always do and that's the beautiful part is they learn because when we were growing up and you know i have six brothers and sisters or it's a total of nine of us it was fighting going on and you they always would say our parents would say you know you guys fight each other harder than you do somebody out in the streets Mm -hmm. but it all comes back to why do we any of us have to fight let's all just try to get along and let's remember back when we were kids and i bet you our parents remember back when they were kids how much better the world was now they talk about global warming now they talk about all the different things that's going bad let's focus on the good and let's try to do good and a little bit of effort will make will go a long way because if everybody's putting a little bit of effort out there how much better would that make our world oh it it would make a tremendous difference and and i was looking as i was watching the news this morning and Mm -hmm. they were saying that they're going to have a worldwide one hour blackout or something like that where they turn off a lot of the lights and try to save energy and I bet you that that's going to make a big dip in in energy and everything and that just goes to show that if everyone tries to do a little bit of something it makes a whole big difference for us as a whole and as a people. And I just hope that when they do this blackout, I'm near you and our kids are near us <laughs> because you know I am scared of the dark. So when this happens, everybody, I hope my husband is nearby no, no. because then I'm not. It, it's it's by choice. You have oh. to turn. You have to turn your lights okay. out. And nobody's doing it for you. This is something that everybody has to do. And I believe there's a time. I wish I knew more about it so everybody could join well, in. Let's find out and share it with them on our next show. No question Most about definitely. it, everybody. We try to conserve. But I have concern. more remembering the time, Sonny, that I really want to share with you. Okay. And one is very important. Remember when, if you gave it your all, no matter what, whether you won or lost the race when you were little, what would your parents say? It's okay. You gave it your best. Mm -hmm. So you felt great inside. Nowadays, there's no emphasis put on that. The way society is looking at things is if you're not a superstar, you're not a star. If you're not a super athlete where your name is up in lights and you've made $100 million, you're not considered a great athlete. If you're not a big-time actress with an Oscar, you know, all of your efforts and stuff is really not recognized. So I just want to say it was a time when no matter what you did, the smallest, minutest amount of effort was praised by your family, your peers, your school teachers, and everyone. And I wish we could go back to that time. No question. I've seen, and I know you've seen them too, with shows that have done on uh, uh, parents who go too hard on their kids and athletics and different things like that. And uh, you make me seem like I'm so old school, and I know you are too from the standpoint that we encourage our kids in any and everything that they do and tell them that it's fantastic because the effort is what it's all about, the fact that you're trying. You're not always going to win, and successful people fail also. So we need to everybody understand that. That You're right, baby. There was a time when uh, everything wasn't dictated on winning and losing. And if you take that attitude that I'm going to learn from it, you're always going to be a winner. Oh, most definitely, baby. And, you know, I I just, you know, the last thing I want to say on it is, you know, (laughs) do you guys all remember when we would not have had to remind you all of the good times? And I'll leave it with that. And um, today, you know, we want to thank you again, and we'll see you next week, same time, same place. And until then, take care of yourselves. Peace. Respect.